Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. What's going on, everybody? We are back. This is episode two oh eight of the Dark Windows podcast. My name's Kevin. And I'm Kevin as well. Yes. And, uh, cracking open a nice nice cold Sprite because uh, I'm a grown-up. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I cracked open. Just because it's, it's going to make noise. I'm not cool enough to have a Yeti like that, though. Sorry. I got my, my Stanley thermos in my truck. Hey. You know, fucking working man thermos. They've been around for a while. They have been. You know, weird uh, fucking wing bear as a logo too, which is kind of cool. But time tested and approved. Yeah, it's a little one. I got to get a big one though. Oh, well, put the, soup with, in with, the, with the cup on the yeah, top. Yeah, put soup in. Yeah, that's my fucking jam. I used to have one. I think I lost it somewhere. Dad used to have one. I th- back when I was a kid. I remember that. My dad had like a fucking eighty-five ounce one. It was like a f- like two and a half feet tall. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, and you'd he, fill that motherfucker with coffee every morning. My dad had, like, yeah, one of the big ones. He used to take it, uh, I think my grandfather used to have one, too, and, they, and he would take his hunting. Uh-huh. Um, I thought my dad, in the wintertime, would take it for work. Yep. Yeah. My, my dad would fill it with coffee every morning and then complain that he had the shits constantly. <laughs> it's like, you, you just drank seven pounds of fucking coffee, dude. Like, what do you expect? So, if you hear some noise in the background, um... My Zero. wife is currently working on some stuff on her cricket because we share a studio. And also, my kid's in here grunting and shit. <laughs> um, you're probably going to hear a... Yeah, That's him shitting. No, he already <laughs> shit, so... He, never, he might do it again. Uh, last time it was pretty quiet, and then you, I picked him up and I was like, oh, oh, you smell. That's bad. Not as bad as, uh, as mom with her... Fucking Brussels sprouts at 10.30 last night where I thought somebody shit on the floor. Mm. So, anyway, 
This week, we're back on the road trip. Yes. Where are we going? We're going to Minnesota. Yeah. So we're headed up to the land of 10,000 lakes, which got its nickname because of the 12,000 plus lakes in the state. Wow. <laughs> Not even kidding. <laughs> Minnesota is the northernmost state other than Alaska and is home to 5.6 million people with right around 430,000 of those in the capital of Minneapolis. No, I I got to almost say that I I don't think that's totally true because I, I isn't like um part of Maine actually like nope. further up nope i don't know about it's that. not it's not i i mapped i looked at a map um so we'll get into some fun facts while you're trying to fucking fact check me here i'm not fact checking like at you all. work I'm, for facebook you son of a bitch i'm not anyway. fact checking at all i'm actually just looking at a map just mm-hmm. to see because i'm curious on my own because i'm pretty sure the other people will be like huh is it really i don't Take know my word for it so some fun facts here Minnesota produces more turkeys each year than there are people in California. It's a lot of fucking turkeys because there's a lot of turkeys in California. Hmm. Um, Minnesota has one recreational boat per six people. That's uh, right around 909,528 boats, which is more than the population of South and North Dakota combined. (laughs) It's a Hmm. lot of fucking boats. Yeah. Yeah. the Mall of America in Bloomington is big enough to hold 32 Boeing 747 airplanes. The Mall of America is in Minnesota? Always has been. I thought it was in Chicago. No. No, that's the mall of, of like 57 people getting shot and killed a weekend. No, there's a. I thought there was a Mall of America in no. Chicago. Mall or of America is in Minnesota. Okay. Um,. Scotch tape, scotch tape, scotch tape, scotch tape, the bunt pan, rollerblades, Milky Way candy bars, and the world's first practical pair of water skis were all invented in Minnesota. Um, And my least favorite basketball franchise of all time, the Los Angeles Lakers, are called that because they were originally from Minnesota. I did not know that. Yep. Not a lot of lakes in Los Angeles. Ah. They have a river that's like four and a half feet wide. Hmm. But, I didn't uh, know that. I thought I. It looks more like drainage runoff if you've ever seen pictures hmm. of it. Hmm. The Los Angeles River is like, yeah. I mean, it's. Fucking Johnny Knoxville broke his ankle trying to jump it on jackass on rollerblades, yeah. roller skates. So it's, it's it's four and a half, five feet wide. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So, I never. I did not know that. As per our agreement with the road trip, we also have some dumb laws. Okay. In Cottage Grove, you cannot land an aircraft, hot air balloon, hang glider, or parachute on park property. Well, uh, that's just standard procedure. Nah, no, because there's like, probably other towns where you can do it, where there's no laws against it. Okay, fine. In Minnetonka, you can be cited for driving through town with a dirty vehicle. They make really good boots in Minnetonka. Do they? I think they're boots. Yeah. There's something that's made in Minnetonka. I just, you know, I remember that. I think they're boots. They're made in Minnetonka. Hmm. I have no idea. I mean, you got your, your fucking handheld Google box right there, so. I didn't want... I, oh, you're going to fact check me on states, but you're not going to figure out what you're, own ta- what you're talking about yourself. I wasn't actually... God have damn I, it. Have I said a fucking word to you about the states? No. Nope. Have I corrected you? No. Nope. I See? So I haven't fact checked you. You did, though. <laughs> I didn't actually. I was just wanted to see, just to see a curiosity. I know it kills the cat, but you know. So you had to check something that I said. 
I was just curious because I, I I never fuck off Zuckerberg. It's actually not there, so take that. Ha. Huh. What? Maine is actually higher up. It's so, not. It is. It's not. Snot too. <sighs> He's fucking five years old. Look at it. Sure. Anyway. A 2010 state statute changed the law where you can no longer be charged with public drunkenness as long as you're not doing anything else illegal. So you can be fucking shithouse drunk walking down the street. As long as you're not breaking any other laws, they cannot ticket you for that. But if you're shit-faced, stumbling down the street, and you do something stupid like piss on a building, then they can get you for both. Uh-huh. So. So Minnetonka, there is slippers, boots, shoes. Yeah, like moccasins and moccasins, shit. Moccasins, yes. Yeah. I did fact check it. Native American see. slippers is probably the PC term for that. I don't know. They're called moccasins online. So in St. Cloud, you cannot eat a cheeseburger on Sundays. That's which... a fake name. St. Cloud. Yeah, that's somebody. That's, that's it's one, one of the Twin Cities. You jackass. Huh? No, it's not. Wait, no, that's St. Paul. St. Paul. But no, St. Cloud's a real place. St. Paul and Minneapolis. Mi- Minneapolis. 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 Is that oh, like? I was. I was trying is... to. It wasn't like I didn't actually. Is that where the dwarf civil war was settled? Minneapolis. Oh, that's good. That's going to be the quote of the night. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck. Mm. Uh, you cannot cross the border into Wisconsin with a chicken or duck on your head. Um, it's also illegal to sleep naked or perform oral sex. So, well, that's just dumb. It is. How are you going to enforce that? I want to know how you are. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blowjob cops just banging on the door. <laughs> I heard you in there sucking dick. We heard slurping. We were concerned. <laughs> nope, just having some ice cream, bud. Uh, so some famous folks from Minnesota, some guy named F. Scott Fitzgerald that wrote some book called The Great Gatsby, was born in uh, St. Paul in 1896. He was also a World War II veteran. Did not know that. Yeah. Uh, no, World War One. I'm sorry. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. The only governor to get beaten up by Hulk Hogan, the Predator, and Chris Kyle Jesse Ventura was born in Minneapolis in, uh, in uh, July of 1951. He's also like in hiding somewhere in Mexico because he might be fully crazy by now. He was definitely on his way there. Okay. He's not wrong with a lot of shit that he said. A little crazy, though. Okay. Um, hmm. The third best white dude to ever play for the Boston Celtics, Kevin McHale, was born in Hibbing. The other two being... Uh, Ray Cozy and Larry Bird, of course. Okay, yeah. Um, Larry Bird might be the best white dude that's ever stepped on a basketball basketball court. Period. What about Dirk Nowitzki? Fuck that German fuck. Larry Bird would have bitch slapped him with his nice little mustache. Yeah. He he's from fucking basketball land anyway. Uh huh. The pride of Indiana. Yes. Uh, he's a hoosier. The only pro wrestler to ever kill a man in a retirement home, Vern Gagne, was born in Robbinsdale. Um, don't know Vern Gagne to be honest with you. He ran fucking AWA forever. I didn't really yeah. watch AWA, and he so basically how that story works is he was in a nursing home for dementia, and another guy stood up and was like, "Oh, you're Vern Gagne, you're the wrestler." And he goes, "Yeah, let's wrestle." And he German suplexed another old man and killed him on the linoleum floor. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. This fucking dropped him on his, like, old-ass head. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you, like, you know old people where if you touch yeah, their yeah, skin, yeah, they, they bleed? F- yeah, they f- he fucking dumped this motherfucker on his head. Just, or they break oh, a yeah. fucking hip. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like instantly. back body dropped him right yeah. in the fucking lobby. Ooh, <clears throat> pretty cool. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, one of my favorite comedians that died way too soon. Mitch Hedberg was also born in St. Paul. Mitch, and, I didn't really. Yeah, yeah. When did he die? Like fucking two thousand five, two thousand six, something like that. Yeah, Bryce. Man. Yeah. And a man who changed his name to a symbol, but could not go on a roller coaster on his own. Prince. Was born in Minneapolis, and the only reason he couldn't go on a roller coaster by himself is because he's like five foot one. All right, so what do you got? Ah, for my portion of the road trip, I decided to cover a UFO incident. Of course, you that did. Happened. You fuck. Well, we haven't covered it in a while, so mm. <laughs> uh, this incident involved a police officer in 1979, and the officer that it involves is Val Johnson. Now, from what I read, he, for the record, never claimed to have uh, encountered. Oh, what? He never claimed to have been a police officer. No, 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 it's definitely not it. He actually never claimed to have encountered a UFO um, as he claimed it was something completely different or really couldn't explain it. Uh, So without further waiting, let's just talk about this incident. And I'm going to actually end um, my portion by actually reading what um, this whole incident in his own words, just so everybody, you know, can know that, you know, I'm not full of shit when I, you know, talk about this stuff. You're just full of shit the other, like, 80% of the time. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, after Kevin puts this up, uh, I think Friday, I'm going to actually post uh, a picture of him on that stretch of road that this happened. Um, also a sketch diagram of like kind of like everything that happened and the police report. Okay. Okay. Um, so this happened on August 27th of 1979 in Marshall County, um, with, for, with deputy sheriff Val Johnson. He was out on patrol on highway five in Marshall County and he was roughly 10 miles from the town of Stephen. At around 1.40 a.m., he spots a light out his side window. Okay. Okay. Uh, coming from the sky. He thought at first that it was a uh, lights coming from a plane that had performed an emergency landing or was performing an emergency landing. Mm-hmm. And so he turned onto Highway 220 to investigate the light. As he got closer to the light, it out of nowhere came directly inside of the car with him. All over his face. Yep. Fucking splooshed. Uh, Didn't even warn him first. Just bam. Bam. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Right in the teeth. Yep. Anyway. I mean, hit him so hard and made him, you know. Almost left an exit. Lose control. Oh. (laughs) Uh, This was when uh, he could hear what he thought was uh, glass breaking. And that was actually the last thing he remembers. Oh, shit. He was really drunk. Mm, No. Because uh, he would go unconscious. Uh, you're, you're not making my case any worse here. Well, when this happened, his car would uh, actually go across the highway and then come to a complete stop. Okay. Okay. He would come to uh, he would come to a while later, and what I mean by a while later, 
I'm kind of mean, but like 10 minutes later. Jesus. And well, not really 10 minutes later, more like, um, actually it's more like a half hour later, not 10 minutes. That's a, that's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. Uh, when he comes to, he could, he actually felt like sluggish and a little shaky. Uh, another source that I found said that he woke up with an eye pain and a bump on the head. Okay. Which is, you know, basically you go unconscious, you fucking hit your head. That makes yeah, sense. I mean, I, I've, um, the car had come to a, a stop across the highway, uh, and it actually suffered more damage than he did. Yeah, because when you're that drunk and you hit something, you ragdoll and you don't hit, you don't well, break he, anything. He wasn't drunk. I mean, he's on duty. <laughs> okay, because that's a, that's stopped cops from being drunk before. Well, and pilots and doctors and shit. So it, it suffered a dented hood, bent antennas, a shattered windshield, a broken headlight, and a broken hazard light. Now both the car's clock and Val's watch. Um, actually would stop working for about 15 minutes, you know. And you would know this because, well, I mean, your clock is off. Yeah. Okay. And the only reason why they probably knew this was that after waking up uh, about that half hour later, um, it, to be worse. <laughs> Sorry. These are just regular noises he makes. <laughs> oh. He's probably got his. He's probably wide awake, just looking out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's looking over that way. Um, so he would come down the, the half hour time. So he actually would come to uh back to reality or consciousness uh, at two nineteen a.m. And then he would at that point he radios dispatch. Um, the only reason that the correct time is correct is because. Dispatch, you know, keeps records. Yeah, like they're supposed to. Since somebody out here with black coffee and a B twelve shot, I'm fucking wasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he would radio dispatch to get some assistance, and he would say, "Quote: Something attacked my car. It wasn't a vehicle. I don't know what the hell it was." A twelve pack is what it was. Uh, he would be taken to a hospital in Warren. Uh, at the hospital, uh, he was treated. Uh. And what the doctor found was that Johnson's eyes, which were injured um, during this incident, were like, um, not wounds, but um, burned, I guess. Okay. Um, like if uh, he actually looked at um, a welder, well, not a welder, but looked at somebody welding, because you're not supposed to do that. So he's got pink eye almost. Yeah, he got same, welders same, burned. Same thing happened with uh, Mothman sightings. They got the same kind of pink eye that welders get from it literally cooking your eyes. Yeah. Okay, if, yeah. If you if you if you don't know when you're welding, okay, or if you're watching someone weld, you should have a helmet on that, or at least uh, goggles. Um, or goggles. You can. They used to have, sell goggles, but I don't know if they do that anymore. Yeah. yeah they they have a like a tint inside of them. That uh, reduces the the glare or intensity of uh, of the. They're like superpower sunglasses. Yeah, of like of, of the. I can't think of it. Really, what the, I'm trying to say here, the the welder's arc. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and if you don't, if you look directly at it for a long period of time, your eyes can actually like get really fucked up from it. Yeah. 
Um, so the Marshall County Sheriff's, Sheriff's Office, led by Sheriff Dennis uh, Brake, then ca uh, carried out an investigation into the incident. I know briefly I mentioned uh, that there were some things wrong with the car um, after the incident, but now I'm actually going to get into detail on those um, little things that were wrong with the car. Mm -hmm. So they mentioned the headlight or light out in the front end of the car. Okay. Damaged out or just the bolt Broken. Out? Okay. Okay. Now it was, so this is 1979. Some cars now have this. But um, they had uh, two different headlights. So they had a main headlight, and then they had the high beam. High beam and a low beam. Yep. Yep. Well, the high beam of this light combination, um, which is the inside light on the driver's side, um, it happens to be on the driver's side, mm -hmm. was actually smashed. And the other one, the low beam, wasn't touched at all. Right. Now, the hood of the car um, that I said was dented actually had a um, circular indentation in it uh, on its left side close to the windshield, and it, which was about um, a half inch in diameter. Like something pressed down into it? Yeah. Hmm. Also on the same side of the car, the windshield was cracked, and it went from the top to the bottom. That's no. not going to pass inspection. No. It's touching no. two edges. Well, maybe. Back then, maybe. Never know. Well, back then, you didn't have to fucking have a safety inspection. It's just a way for the state to bilk money out of you. Uh, now, one of the articles I read said that the windshield um, had been impacted four times. Now, I'm not sure if they were trying to say that the crack on the driver's side was caused by the impacts mm -hmm. or something else. Not quite sure. Now, um... The antennas, they said that the antennas were damaged as well. Um, the only two that were damaged um, were the hood antenna. It was actually bent uh, from the bottom, six inches up, at a 60-degree angle. Okay. Okay. Um, now, this is six inches above the base. Yep. Okay, which is kind of it's thick down there. Yeah, a little bit thicker. Uh, the trunk was also trunk antenna was also bent. Now it was bent at a ninety degree angle near the top of it. Okay. The other antenna on the front side of it, so the actual main antenna, yeah, the radio, the antenna. radio antenna yeah. wasn't touched at all. Yeah, because that's there's no communication from that. Um. Now, as you, some of you may have guessed already. This is kind of kind of interesting because all of the damage is on the driver's side, mm -hmm. nothing on the passenger side. So the Air Force and the Federal Aviation Agency, the FAA, both confirmed that no aircraft had been scheduled to fly o fly or were reported in the area in the early hours of August 27th. And none were definitely supposed to land there. Probably not. Yeah. No. Uh, Brake also con uh contacted the Center for UFO Studies in in Evanston, Illinois. Wait, what year is this again? 1979. Okay. Uh, which conducted, they conducted um, magnetic testing on the car 
and they actually didn't come up with any definitive Well, no results. shit, because back then cars were magnetic. Yes. Because it was all metal. Yes. You know. Very much. Uh-huh. <laughs> Walk up to it with a magnet, huh? like, yep, yeah. magnet works. Well, Man, they, 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 were tr- been... they were trying to see if maybe, I think they're, what, they're probably, what they're, what, uh, what they were trying to do was actually to see if there was any reverse of magnetism, probably. Just guessing. I don't know. I don't know. I can't can't say for a definitive. That's what they were. Right. Just guessing. Spitballing. Um, in November, a metal engineer from Honeywell uh, visited uh, sh- the sheriff's office to perform his own tests and concluded that an electrical force or thing had caused the damage. Hmm. And a windshield expert from uh, Meridian French uh, from the Ford company actually came to look at the vehicle. Okay. Right. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me start that again. A windshield expert named Meridian French uh, from the Ford Motor Company came to look at the car, uh, and he would note that, quote, even after several days of reflection on the crack patterns and apparent uh, sequence of fractures, I still have no explanation for what seem to be inward or outward forces acting almost simultaneously. I can only conclude that all the cracks were from mechanical forces of unknown origin. So... The way he makes it sound is it sounds like there was equal pressure from the inside and the outside. Yeah. That shouldn't crack the windshield. Well, it did. Because equal pressure would keep it. Well, he didn't know which, you know, which had caused it, the inward pressure or the outward pressure that would cause the, the cracking. It, they were just so equal that... Oh, so what he's saying is he doesn't know. Yeah. He, I was going to say, because if you have equal pressure on each side of a piece of glass, it won't shatter. No, but you, know. if you increase it on one side and or the other, it will. But I mean, he doesn't really know which you know because it said as says they're acting simultaneously. Not he doesn't know which caused it in or out. Hmm. So that's weird. And this is a guy coming from a you know a company that's well respected, and he kind of knows you know things about you know vehicles. Yeah. And we we have also talked in the past about, you know, Henry Ford, and uh, his uh, his World War Two views, but uh, yeah. you know. uh, now telephone uh, calls flooded into uh, Brake's office and uh, Johnson's home, as news of the incident spread. Many callers were eager to share their personal stories of UFO encounters, with someone they believed would offer a sympathetic ear. Johnson himself appeared on a television show, Good Morning, uh, Good Morning America, and told his story on radio across the country. But the attention ultimately became a burden for him and his family. Johnson's wife, Roseanne, admitted to the Minneapolis Star in September that, quote, It's completely disrupted our family organization. We have a baby, and that takes time. We have one to get off to school. And the phone keeps ringing. The family later moved from Oslo to Eau uh, Claire, Wisconsin. Eau you- Claire? Eau Claire, yeah. yes. Sorry. That's how I would um, pronounce it, I think. Yeah, Eau Claire. 
Now, this incident would bring attention to the town, and in 2019, the town celebrated the 40th anniversary of the incident. Okay. This is cool. So now I'm actually going to read... Um, excuse me. I'm going to read this encounter... Uh, whole thing from Val's own words okay on how he actually you know uh described everything verbatim right this is deputy sheriff Val Johnson i report in connection with an incident which happened august 27th 1979 at approximately 1:40 a.m. western section of marshall county approximately 10 miles west of stephen minnesota this officer was on routine patrol westbound down Marshall County Road 5. I got to the intersection of 5 and Minnesota State 220. When I looked down South 220 to check for traffic, I noticed a very bright, brilliant light, 8 to 10 inches, 8 to 12 inches in diameter, 3 to 4 feet off the ground. The edges were very defined. I thought perhaps at first that it could be an uh, aircraft in trouble, as it appeared to be a landing light from an aircraft. I proceeded south on 220. I proceeded about a mile in, th- in three-tenths, or a mile in four-tenths, when the light in- uh, intercepted my vehicle, causing damage to a light, or headlight, putting a dent in the hood, breaking the windshield, and bending antennas on top of the vehicle. At this point, uh, at the interception of the light, I was rendered either unconscious, neutralized, or unknowing for a period of approximately 39 minutes. From the point of intersection, my police vehicle proceeded south in a straight line 854 feet, at which point the brakes were engaged by forces unknown to myself. As I do not remember doing this, and I left about approximately 99 feet of black marks on the highway before coming to re- uh, to rest sideways in the road with the grill of my hood facing an easterly direction. Hmm. At 2.19 a.m., I radioed a 1088 officer needs assistance to my dispatch in Warren. He dispatched an officer from Stephen who came out. Uh, ascertained the situation as best as he could, called for uh, Stephen Ambulance to transport me to Warren Hospital for further tests, x-rays, and observation. At the time the officer arrived, I complained about having very sore eyes. At Warren Hospital, it was diagnosed that I had a mild case of welder's burns to my eyes. My eyes were treated with some uh, salve, and adhesive bandages put over and instructed to keep them on for the remainder of the day or approximately 24 hours. At 11 a.m., Sheriff Dennis uh, Brecky, my employer, picked up picked me up at the residence in Oslo and transported me to an ophthalmologist in Grand Forks, North Dakota. He examined my eyes and said, uh, some irritation in the inner portions of my eye, which could have been caused by seeing a bright light um, after dark. That is all I have to add except to say that my uh, timepiece in the police vehicle and my mechanical wristwatch were both lacking 14 minutes of time to the minute. That's interesting. Yeah. 
So this is, you know, I mean, a lot of officers kind of, you know, are pretty precise. Yeah, I mean, they're trained know, observers. Yeah, like, they're supposed to be. I yeah. mean, you know, some do kind of recent years more bullshit things or whatever. Right. But for the most part, most officers are trained observers can give are trained to give, you know, minute details yeah. about things. Yeah. You know, but most people would, you know, wouldn't really pick up on. No, they'd overlook and be like, yeah. oh, I didn't think that was important. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you have to, you know, record everything and all that stuff. I mean, even the most minute thing is, you know, important for right. them. So yeah, that's uh that is Val the Val Johnson incident. So whether it was a UFO or something or just a <clears throat> kind of some bright light out of nowhere that caused some issues, which, you know, I've heard of balls of light that, right. you know, cause things. I'm not prepared to call it a UFO, but I'm also not prepared to say I know what it was. Yeah. So. That's, a, that's my thought as well, is I'm not really going to call it a UFO, but I'm going to say it was I mean, technically. Some, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah true. Know. As I'm not say, an alien craft. Yeah, as I'm saying that, you know, I'm going to unidentified flying object. Yeah. Well, you know, a ball of light is an unidentifying flying object. If it's flying and you can't identify it, I mean, True. yeah. So do we want to take a break here? Yeah, because I have to piss. Okay, so. let's take a break here and we'll come back and... We can We're going to come back and talk about some fucking dogman sightings. Ooh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so I mentioned dogman sightings, and I hopefully am not going to disappoint. I've got, I think, three, if I remember correctly. Um, okay. The first one comes out of Ottertail County. Uh, in the early months of 2009, a man reported seeing a dogman near Fergus Falls in Ottertail County. Here's how he describes his encounter. I'll start off by saying that I've never believed in any of these sort of creatures, but I saw something in early 2009 that really disturbed me and is making me change my mind. I was not under the influence of any drugs. Usually if you're like, no, I wasn't doing like drinking or doing drugs. People are like, you were drinking and doing drugs. That's my first reaction usually. <laughs> or it's usually the opposite where, okay, all right, fine. And then you hear it and you're like, oh man, he must've been drinking or doing drugs. Like your, your cop where he's like, oh, I just fucking like, I just passed out and went off the road. Yeah. So you're sucking down wild turkey in your cruiser. <laughs> It's the 70s. You don't get pulled over for drunk driving back then. I was not under the influence of any drugs, and I have better than average eyesight. And the lighting was nearing sunset, but I was still able to see clearly. So I'll get this underway and explain my story, and maybe someone can shed some light on this for me. I live in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, which is in the west-central part of Minnesota, about an hour drive from Fargo, North Dakota. My mother-in-law lives out in the country about three to four miles out of Fergus Falls. I was staying there while my wife and her mother went shopping. They called me and asked if I wanted to go to a 7 p.m. movie. So I left the house at about 6.30, 6.45 to meet them at the theater. About two miles from her house on a country road known as Wendell Road, along the, oh boy, 
Mistinka Mistinka River? Mistinka River? I don't think we have anybody that listens in Minnesota, so fuck this stupid river. I saw three white-tailed deer. Two of the deer were rather small, probably just yearlings, and a large doe who I assumed was their mother. Me being an avid hunter and lover of wildlife and future wildlife biologist, I stopped to take a look at the deer. I should also mention that I hunt in the area and have spent my whole life in the Fergus Falls area. The deer were following a small creek bed, which is which is in fact the Mistinka River. So there were hardly any trees, except for the like, <clears throat> except for the one. Maybe because I didn't see it there because of the tree, I noticed something crouching behind the tree on my side of the road, looking at the deer, and to my belief, hunting them. It just sat there looking at the deer, taking no notice of me, even though I was in my truck, no more than 40 yards away with a clear view and nothing obstructing my view of it. It had one, quote, hand on the tree, and it was bracing itself with it. What struck me as shocking was was that it seemed to be a two-legged creature and not a four-legged one. Its hands appeared to have opposable thumbs and were rather slender and long, unlike a wolf. God damn it. The creature looked as if it stood upright. It would be around seven feet tall with a protruding muzzle, broad shoulders, a slender waist, thick muscular thighs. Being as there was snow on the ground, I couldn't see its feet. Okay. He was deep, dark brown in color throughout the body. After several seconds of looking at the creature in shock, the deer ran off. Then something amazing happened. It looked right at me, as though blaming me for losing his meal. He just sat there looking at me and blinking, but not moving. This scared the crap out of me, so I hit the gas pedal and drove off. Understandable. Been in the situation. I'd have done the same fucking thing. It looked over. You motherfucker. Yeah. How fucking dare you? It was very dark after the movie, so I didn't much feel like trudging through three and a half feet of snow with the possibility of a monster lurking in the area who's currently looking for a meal that I scared off. So at about 10, uh, at about 10 a.m., I went back out there and walked down to the tree. Under the tree, there was no snow, so there were no tracks that I could see. But leading up to the tree, there were three tracks leading in from my grandmother-in-law's field, which was hard black dirt. And if you know, uh, if you know what a Minnesota field looks like in late winter, early spring, you can't make anything out in the dirt. The tracks I did find were only about six to seven inches in length, but were clearly canine prints, with the exception of four toe-looking markers in the snow. So, leads me to believe that the it looked almost like a dog paw, but extended a little bit in the pads. Yeah. Okay, so that's our first one. Huh. Okay, so that's definitely a... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to... Uh... Okay, yeah. that's definitely what he said it was. Yeah, for sure. Um, the he, second, he was not drunk. No, no. The second one comes out of St. Louis County. Uh, this is a story from another unnamed man. He saw the creature in early September in 1999 on an Air Force base in St. Louis County. He said that it looked like a dog man. First off, I would like to keep my name confidential just for the fact that this happened on an Air Force base and I, and I don't know who reads this stuff. Okay, yeah, it's it's, it's reasonable. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty pretty fucking smart. You don't want to get uh, you don't want to get in trouble from the, your superiors, right? This happened sometime in September of '99. I forget the exact date. It was early in the month, though. It was between two and three a.m. I was a security forces airman working third shift on base patrol. Mind you, this is an Air National Guard base that I worked at full time. It's on the north side of Duluth, Minnesota, next to the International Airport. Uh, 
North to northeast is nothing but large wooded areas. Third shift on the base was pretty boring, which is 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And us full-timers worked a skeleton crew, usually five to six of us on third shift. Jesus. Patrolling the entire wow. base. Hmm. Wouldn't think you'd have a... Well, he's not a mechanic. They didn't say he was a mechanic, did no, he's, he? he's security. Security, okay, yeah. So he's All ba- right. basically an MP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was in the patrol... I was in a... Hmm. I was in a patrol truck doing my usual usual rounds, checking doors and fence lines. Late at night on the northern side of the base was usually creepy enough when patrolling by yourself. Anyways, I was on the road driving towards our baseball field when my headlights caught a pair of eyes reflecting back at me. They were almost eye level with me, and I was sitting in an F-150. Around this time, a few of the guys had been seeing this huge buck around uh, the property, uh, some are estimating it was like a 16 point or something in that range. Big fucking deer. Yeah. They... Nothing we will ever have seen here. Not in a really long fucking no. time. I mean, that's, they grow a big bucks out there. Yeah. Uh, I was about 80 yards or so when I saw the eyes reflecting back at me. So I'm thinking it was that big deer. And I thought I got to go see this thing. So I hit the gas and started speeding toward the field. This is where it all happened so fast. It's almost hard to explain. There was a little slope behind the baseball field. There was a little slope behind the baseball field. It sloped down probably 12 to 15 feet into the brush line. The brush went about 30 feet and then turned into a thick tree line. The brush was probably armpit high to me and pretty tough to traverse through, being so thick. As I turned into the baseball field and turned the truck towards the thing, I just caught the rear end of the thing leaping down the slope below the line of, my, uh, line of sight of my headlights. The thing was no more than 20 feet ahead of me when it leaped. All I got to look at was the back end of the thing, and it was big. The best I can do to describe it is to say it was wolf or dog-like in nature. Had a long tail, longer than two feet. The hind legs looked exactly like that of a dog's, uh, same with the back paws. But the paws were huge. They were bigger than my hands, for sure. The hair or fur was wavy yet matted and thick. The color was blondish to very light brown. I didn't notice any gray in it, but this all happened within about two to three seconds. I sat in my patrol truck for a couple of seconds, confused and thinking, I know what I saw, but I couldn't have seen what I saw. That, that makes sense, because you're like, I know that I just saw a fucking werewolf, but there's no way that I just saw a fucking werewolf. Or is it misidentification? And I don't, I don't know if they Again, have... trained observer. Yeah, but I don't know if they have wolves in Minnesota. Probably, but... Most wolves are not blonde to light brown. Most wolves are gray, red, black. Not a lot of brown in wolves. Little streaks here and there, but this was mostly brown. Hmm. I don't... I'm going to say I don't know. I mean, if it was... Maybe. I don't I, I don't, I don't know. This yeah. one, I'm, I'm kind of uh, un, left on the fence on this one. So I hopped out with my flashlight and M16 and walked to the edge of the slope. All I heard was the thing running through the woods in front of me, heading in a northeastern direction. I'm sorry, north, heading in a northwestern direction. And this thing sounded like a moose charging through the trees and made a lot of noise. That's when I started to get really scared thinking, if this is some sort of wolf or whatever it could be, my M16 isn't going to do a lot to this animal. So I jumped back into my patrol truck as fast as I could and headed back uh, to the uh, SF headquarters. I never told any of the other members about this for fear of ridicule or being called crazy. I get that. 
Uh, there's no way I misidentified this thing. I'm a trained observer and avid hunter and have worked with animal rehabilitation and the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources in the past. So this guy knows what a wolf looks like. Okay. See, not knowing that portion, I didn't... Right. You know, I mean, not knowing that, you know, he was a, you know, worked for wildlife and, I mean, yeah, train observer. Okay, yeah. You know, he... That's what he's supposed to do. Right. You know, I mean, being military police, you have to do that kind of stuff. You have to know what things, you know, what's what in in the area. Yep. And, but the train, you know, the working with wildlife and everything, that kind of puts it in a little bit different light. Because, yeah. I mean, he, he knows what he's talking about. Exactly. And if it, okay. And he uh, continues on. I know my animals in the North Woods extremely well. I saw what I saw. And that was the back end of a large wolf slash dog thing that basically had its eyes level with mine while I was in my truck. Okay. That's a big ass dog if that's a regular wolf. Yeah. If you're I mean, sitting in an F one fifty and you gotta figure, I don't know, like torso up, probably another four and a half, you know, depending, you know, three and a half to four and a half feet of you up in the window and it's at eye level with you that's a big animal at least human size you know yeah i mean well let's see i mean jesus the closest thing i mean i saw that uh coyote which i don't think it was a coyote i think it was a fucking yeah those are, we have wolves that's i think a... it was a, a wolf um was uh was I was in my Jeep Liberty and that thing was like right at my grill. Yeah. I mean, which is Then you got another three feet on top of that. Yeah, which is like I mean my grill, my Jeep is like, I don't know, what'd you say? Three and a half. Three feet? and a half. Yeah. You know, so up put off it the at, ground. Put it at six, seven feet almost. Yeah, I mean that's you know I mean I'm not saying, you know, that my Jeep is was high as your mom and dad's no, F-150. no, no. But what I'm saying is, at the at the grill of that Jeep Liberty is probably yeah. three and a half feet. Yeah. Then you add another three and a half to four feet on top of that to be eye level. Yeah, I mean that's at the like, window in a truck. That's six to seven feet. Yeah, that's like. Well, I guess where I'm going with this is almost like if that was anything to be dire wolf size. Dire wolves are not as big as people thought they were, as people make them out to be. They're not, they were not much bigger than a gray wolf size-wise. They were much heavier, though. Height-wise, they weren't a whole lot bigger. Oh, I thought, like, I think it was, like, six at the shoulder. No, 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 because everybody thinks dire wolf. They think fucking Game of Thrones where they're five feet tall at the shoulder. They were, like, a couple inches taller than a gray wolf, but they were just stocky. Well, I mean, think about how tall a gray wolf is at the shoulder. Okay, so you're, you're holding your arm out, so yep. then... Okay, so it's what, four to five feet? That's not five feet. Maybe that's maybe four, four feet. Four feet. Okay. So then you call it four and a half feet for a dire wolf. That's not, you know, that's still not eye level with a fucking F one fifty. No, it's not. It's like it's what damn near three quarter door. Yeah. You know, with a with an F one fifty. So he, he continues on here. The back end was definitely much larger than any of the largest deer or black bear I've ever seen. The points I uh, the points I remember the clearest were the tail and the back of the paws, as well as the texture of the uh, texture and color of the hair or fur. Uh, 
And again, continues on to say, I've never told anybody this before because I'm afraid of getting ridiculed for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, of course. And he sent, the, he, he sent his story into this uh, the website that I got it from at fucking 2.30 in the morning. So this guy had been sitting up for a while thinking about it, was like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. It's fresh on his brain. Yeah. Got it right or out. Or he'd been thinking about it again and went, I got to get this out of my head. I'm going to tell somebody my story. Yeah. I can relate I 100% with that. Mm-hmm. So our final one comes from Todd County. I was visiting my grandmother. Uh, grandmother. I was visiting my grandmother up in Long Prairie, Minnesota. I was spending a week with her, mostly just to help her uh, help her with whatever she needed help with. It was summer, and it was summer, and early one morning before the sun was even up, I went outside to tend to the garden and maybe get a uh, maybe get some squirrels for some squirrel dumplings for dinner. So I slung my semi-automatic assault rifle over my shoulder and headed out. Oh, one of those black things. Yeah. <laughs> the super dangerous black rifles that our president had a press conference today. Came right out and said, I've, I've banned assault rifles in the past and I'll do it again. You don't even know where the fuck you are. So you ain't going to do shit. Your wife physically controls where you go. You ain't banning shit. You crazy fucking dementia patient. Jesus. At least he's not saying mean things on Twitter. Yeah. Or hiding documents that he had permission to take. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. We're not going to make it as a species, I don't think. Well, I mean, we made it this far. And also, why are you bringing a a fucking semi-automatic, quote-unquote, assault rifle with you to hunt squirrels? Unless you're talking about a twenty-two, like an AR-22. Probably. You shoot a squirrel with a two-two-three, you're not going to have any squirrel left. He probably, it's probably like a twenty-two or something. Listen, I, I've seen what CNN says. They leave a foot and a half wide hole out the back of you. That's true. There's no squirrel that can survive that. No. By the way, did you know squirrels have a 7,000 pound per square inch bite force? You fucking shit me. No, because we have to remember, like PSI is measured in inches. They have a very small mouth and they bite very hard because they bite through acorns and nuts and shit. That's true. Yeah. 7,000 pounds of PSI in a squirrel bite. Yeah. That's wow. enough to break a bone in your finger. Like, yeah. If they latched onto you, they'd take that fucker with them. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, enough animal taxonomy. Um, I just got about 20 squirrels. Uh, my grandmother's place had a lot of them. Jesus. When all of a sudden I picked up my last squirrel and I saw something just at the edge of the woods behind my grandmother's property. I saw some humanoid dog thing. It never attacked me. It just sat there. So I fired a couple shots at the creature. It yelped and ran off into the woods. Then I went into the house and proceeded to call the local police department. They never found proof of what I of. They never found proof of what I saw other than a few paw prints. So they claimed it just shot at a wolf. My grandmother was worried and confused by the events taking place. So at dinner, she sat me down and asked me what I'd seen. I told her the whole story. And strangely enough, she seemed to believe me. I showed her where I saw the thing and where I was when it happened. I never saw it again, but I've otherwise gotten over the whole ordeal. So his wasn't nearly as dramatic as the first two. But if you believe the claim, he took a shot at it and hit it. I don't know. If I had to play two truths and a lie with this one, I would probably tack the third one down as being semi-made up. 
Just saying. Yeah, I mean... Because this dude shot 20 fucking squirrels, okay? Okay. And I'm assuming it makes it... The way it sounded was he shot them and then went and picked them all up. It's not how squirrels work. They don't travel in packs. <laughs> they might. They don't. You never know. They might I've be... shot many squirrels. They Listen, don't travel in packs. Minnesota squirrels might be different. They might be. You know, Fucking they... Black-tailed squirrels. Dangerous. You ever seen a fully black squirrel? Mm-hmm. I've seen white squirrels, too. I, white two. squirrels, too. Two. Squirrels, Jesus. <laughs> white squirrels. I think those, I had a strike. Uh, a strike? <laughs> you had a strike as well? I had a strike and a stroke. Those, those fucking those white tool squirrels? Yeah, I had a struck as well. So. Uh, struck and strike? Jesus. <laughs> stroke? It's been a long, yeah. stressful day, and I can't talk. So. They, uh, no, I mean, I've seen, like, a pure black squirrel, like, that's mostly just from eating uh, black walnuts. I've also seen a black deer, which is weird. Never seen a black deer. No. I it was strange. Yeah, I've never seen one of those. It was, it was like in a group of other deer, completely just acting normal. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. It's like a pieball, you know, same thing. You know? That'd be like reverse albino. Yeah. It's a melanistic white-tailed deer is what it is. True. Yeah. Like the underneath of its tail was still white, but the rest of it was black. Huh. It's fucking weird. Hey. But. Shit anyway. happens, man. So that's our Minnesota road trip. Yeah. Um, Minnesota. The Vikings suck. <laughs> the Twins suck, which is unfortunate because I love Kirby Puckett. Yeah. Uh, and Paul Molitor. Yeah. Joe Maurer. Yep. All those dudes deserve a ring. Exactly. Byron yep. Buxton deser- deserves one, but he's never going to get one playing with the, the fucking Twins. Mm-hmm. The Timberwolves, I guess, are, like, good-ish now. I don't know. I haven't watched the Timberwolves play since Kevin Garnett played for him, if that tells anybody anything. That's a while ago. Him and Latrell Sprewell, who was a fucking, like, human crime spree. Yeah. Guy was a disaster. Latrell Sprewell was... Last team he played for, he got cut because he strangled the coach during a practice. He started off playing for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Remember when he was drafted? Yeah. They turned down a $20 million contract because, quote, it's not enough to feed my family. Well, Either you got a big family or they like to eat expensive shit. They probably do. $20 million a season. I can't feed my family on that. Are you fucking high? Yes. But, I mean, <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, yes. So, anyway. My family uh, eats, <laughs> eats exclusively virgin diamonds. Ah. Uh, so, I got to keep them in food. It's true. Oh, tiny dick with a truck again. I hate the location of this house. It's a motorcycle. I can't tell anymore. I just, I hate all of the loud shit that goes by my house. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so uh, if you're in the mood for to get a new pair of headphones, earbuds, or Bluetooth speaker, look no further than Dar- uh, Studio, yeah, Dark Windows. No, Studio. If we start the website, you could go to darkwindowspod.com. Yeah. And go to had a studio link there, but uh, yeah, that's dead. Yeah, well, go over to studio.com, check them out, find what you want, put it in your basket, go to checkout, and put the promo code of Dark Windows 15 in to get 15% off your entire purchase. Also, go over and do your little uh, social media rituals and everything else, and you know, go to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you'll find us on all those. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, we're Dark Windows Pod. Uh, Facebook, we are Dark Windows Podcast. Yep. There's two different 
of those. There's a page and a group. Yes. If you go to the page and leave us a review and you uh, make a request in it, we'll cover that, whatever. Exactly. Yep. Um, but you have to leave us a review. Yes. Also, you can head over to another little spot called Patreon. Yep. Patreon.com forward slash Dark Windows Podcast. $5 a month gets you access to all of our back catalog for the Patreon episodes and all of our upcoming stuff. Uh, yes. If you join, last week was about a monkey that got hung in England. Uh-huh. So maybe got hung. Maybe. Possibly. We're not sure. It was either England or Scotland was the original part of it. Yeah. But who really knows? It's hard telling not knowing situation. Yeah. So yeah. And, um, yeah. Wow. Holy shit. So... I hate to say it, but, you know, the fucking mainstream news has fallen behind on Alex Jones again because the fucking Guardian just released an article. China's treatment of, of Uyghurs, who are the Chinese Muslims, may be crime against humanity. I remember him talking about that, like, 2016-ish. Yeah. Where they were, like, rounding up Chinese Muslims and putting them in camps and working them to death and shit. Well, it takes a long time for, you know, mainstream media to... To get things, yeah. you know, right. Slow news week. There hasn't been any, uh, yeah. you know, COVID's gone and nobody gives a fuck about Ukraine anymore, so. Exactly. I don't know. I keep watching videos of Russians just getting dunked on over there. It's pretty fucking great. <laughs> Seriously, download the Funker 530 app on your phone. It's just all videos of Russians getting fucked up by Ukrainians. It's, it's fantastic. There we go. Helmet cam footage and shit. It's awesome. Hmm. Drone cameras. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Dude's just creeping out of the trees with fucking RPGs and AT4s that I'm not sure where they got those from and just blowing holes in Russian armor and wait for guys to crawl out and gunning them down in the streets. It's kind of cool to watch a war that you're not involved in. So I know how the rest of the world's felt for the last 20 fucking years. <laughs> uh, that's sad. Anyway. That being said. Just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean the dark can't see into you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs>